Okay, Baruch Hashem, we begin another day. Thank God. We are blessed to begin another day. We are blessed to have the ability to create a new day. And Hashem has blessed us all with, like we've said, and like we need to remind ourselves that the purpose of life is for a person to fix himself and to work on oneself. The Yitzhahara makes it that a person is upset and a person is down uh, when they see that they have all these... When a person gets down, a person can get sad when he sees how many problems he has. And he can say, oh, I gotta work on this and I have to work on that. Uh, but it's the, exact, it's the exact opposite. When a person realizes that he's put on this world uh, because he has, and he's put on this world with the problems, and he's put on this world with the challenges that he has in order, in order to fix himself, in order to change himself, in order to better himself. And that's the purpose of life. The purpose of life is that we recognize, that's why it's so important for a person to be aware of what his shortcomings are, to be aware of what his problems are, so he can fix them. And he could have his mission in life. Now, none of us, um, we don't live in a time where we can have a Navi, where we have a prophet who can tell us, uh, this is your specific mission. Right? It used to be you'd go to the Arizal, you'd go to one of the tzaddikim, and they'd say, they'd look at you and say, okay, the reason you're put down in this world is for uh, X, Y, and Z. You're put in this world for this. We don't have that anymore. But one of the things that the tzaddikim tell us, one of the things that we're told that we're put on this world because of is when a person sees that he has a specific problem, when a person sees that he has a shortcoming in a certain area, when a person sees that he has a taiva, a burning taiva or a, or a burning laziness or a burning uh, whatever it might be that somebody has to deal with, then that is a sign from Hashem that this is the thing that you were put in this world. That's one of the things that you need to work on. And sometimes it takes a long time for somebody to work on something. When people go through different things in life, and Hashem puts a person with the way they grow up, if certain specific things happen to them, thank you very much. So then, that is a, a gift from Hashem. It's a gift from Hashem to say, okay, this is something that I'm put on this world to work on and to fix. The Chavetz Chaim, um, the reason that we do what we do every day is because the perspective of a person is manifest itself through the way a person talks. When a person talks negatively about someone, when a person talks negatively about something, doesn't necessarily have to be someone. You could talk Lashon Hara about something, about a product, about something. When, you, when your perspective in life is a perspective where, where oh, I want to see whatever it is that I see, and you don't look for the good, you don't try and find the good, that affects the way you are as a person. 
When a person reminds himself every day, I just want to see the good in my friends. I just want to see the good in my wife. I just want to see the good in my children. I want to see the good in myself. I want to see the good in the Jewish people. And I want to live a life where I wake up in the morning, as we've always said, you say, the first words that come out of your mouth in the morning are, thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, for all the gifts. Right? Because one day a person will not be able to do that. Right? People who have passed on, they, they, it's a different praise. We did that. We are alive right now. We can praise Hashem by working on ourselves, by trying to find the good in ourselves. And the Yitzhahara is like the fly. The fly is always trying to find the negative. The fly is always stop, stop, trying to find... Reason. What? Stop. He annoys you for no reason. Correct. He wants you... He, the, the, right, if you have a cut on your arm, where's the fly going to go? To the cut on your arm. The, the, the fly hangs around in the bathroom by the toilet. That's what the flies attach themselves to. So so to the eight. Sahara always wants you to focus on what you've done wrong, what your shortcomings are. The fact that, and I, I want to say this clear, the eight Sahara tells you, it's the eight Sahara and the Yitzhah Tov are very, there's a fine line. Because the eight Sahara tells you, oh, you have this problem. It's so negative. And therefore, negative. The Yitzhahara, the Yitzhah Tov is like, I have this problem. Great. I'm so thankful that I have this problem. That's why I'm alive. If I didn't have problems, I wouldn't be alive. I have this problem to fix myself. And I want to say this, and then we'll, we'll learn the halacha, or if someone has any uh, comment. The younger you are, the more excited you could be when you have problems. When you get to be older and older, so then you could say, oh my goodness, I still haven't fixed my problems. You have your older children, and you see your problems, because you will see your problems in your children. And that could be painful when a person says, oh my goodness, I never fixed this problem. Now I see it in my child. Then there's nothing you could do. What are you going to do? You have a live specimen of your problem standing in front of you at whatever age that is. And it's very hard. And then you'll be a parent. I'm going to fix my child. I'm going to fix my child. Stop fixing your child. Fix yourself. That's the goal. But when you're at your age and before you've embarked, on, on your, like I've said this to many guys, and then we'll say the halacha, when you're dating a girl and she's got a lot of problems, that's not a problem. As long as she wants to fix herself and she's looking to fix herself, as opposed to dating the perfect girls, quote unquote, whatever that means, there is no perfect girl, just like there's no perfect guy. But you can have a girl who's, oh, she's only got one or two problems. Yeah, but if she doesn't work on her one or two problems, that's a bigger problem than someone who has a hundred problems who's working on her problems. So the goal in life, and the reason we're put in this world, the reason we have a Monday morning, and the reason that you're in yeshiva is to understand yourself, to understand what it is that you need to work on, to understand that you have shortcomings, to understand that you have problems, and to say, okay, great, great, I'm so excited. Now I get to go to work. As I said, as I said the other day from Gedalia Arbach, what an amazing line. What an amazing concept that I spoke the other day. I said it at the celebration, and I said it Friday night. When you protect yourself, and you're protecting yourself, then you can't help yourself. People either protect themselves, or they say, you know what? Okay, I got problems. Can you help me? Could you help me? And they walk around. They say, like, Avram Avinu. You know the greatness of Avram Avinu? Avram Avinu, last week's parasha, went to Mamre. It says that's one of the reasons why, why Hashem 
appeared in the place of Mamre. Why? Avram Avinu went, right? It's a machlokis, Mamre, who he was, but he was a tzaddik, not a tzaddik. He went to a regular person to ask him an Eitzah about a bris mila. He went to regular people asking him, Avram Avinu, the greatest of the great. Avram Avinu was the greatest of the great. He's walking around asking, could you help me with this? Could you help me with this? Could you help me with this? A person who walks around like that, person's asking for help from all over, he will get the help. A guy who's protecting himself, and oh, I don't need any help. No, 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 I'm okay. I can't expose myself. Honestly, honestly, I pity that person. I mamish pity that person. You know why I pity that person? I pity that person because that person will stay in pain, and that person will stay in his own frozen state of, of sorrow, pain, embarrassment, shame. As opposed to saying, you know what, this is uncomfortable for me. Everyone, it's uncomfortable for me, but I like and I need your help. I need my friend's help. Please help me. I need my Rebbe's help. I need my therapist's help. I need my parents' help. Whoever it might be, it doesn't matter. You see from Avram Avinu, it could be a guy, it could be somebody on the street. Question, comments, and then we'll learn Allah. My place, my, uh, I lost the place. What page are we on? Please. Thank you. Yeah, please. David Amelech, Shlomo Amelech, all, everything, Kohelis, Tehillim, is all about these huge kings, huge people, right. sharing their struggles, right. opening up what Shlomo Amelech is saying. Right. I struggled, pardon Nashim, right. and we're like all embarrassed, but these were the leaders of Amisro. Right. And the success of Lake Ramachman, Sichas Right. when no one judges each other, feel so comfortable to open up because we have sin differently Correct. or struggle differently, but we all struggle. Exactly. What's that line? Don't judge me, my, my good friend Mike Dube told me. Don't judge me because we sin differently. Just Don't judge me because we sin differently. Everybody, everyone, everyone has shortcomings. Everybody in the world has shortcomings. I made a bracha, so that's... Uh, yes, earlier. So yes, Yehuda. I just want to take this opportunity because... Whoa, that was so awesome. Avram Avinu, continue, yeah? Right, so I just want to say that I really, really believe on a daily basis that I come in here, and I really believe that there's so much that I can get with everybody, but I do struggle a little bit sometimes socially. I have a stutter, so I sometimes trip out of my mind. Start with my pocket somebody. So if everybody here can always feel free, that sometimes it's hard for me to come to you. If you can just come to me and just tell me something, because I, because I need you to teach me about life. So now it would be awesome. Right. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, let's learn the halacha. Beautiful, Yehuda. Let's learn the halacha. Um, and this is really where Lashon Hara comes from. Lashon Hara is... You know, people look at it as like, oh, what am I allowed to say? What am I not allowed to say? Lashon Hara, we make it seem like it's like a, you know, it's just another thing. I'm not allowed to speak about this person. I'm allowed to speak about this person. I blah, blah, blah. No, it's much deeper than that. Lashon Hara is the, is, the, um, is, the, is the proof. And it says so much about not who you're talking about. It says so much about who, who the one who's talking. That's who it says about. 
When you're talking negatively about someone, it says something about you. It says that you are struggling with something. It means that you're having challenges with something. When you're looking at a situation and you're looking at it negatively, the question, the challenge is on you. And that's, uh, like we said yesterday, right? it's not, uh, I think Zalmi was saying it, it's not, it's not about that it's not your fault. It could be that it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility. It could be it's not your fault. It could be it is that person, but it's my responsibility. And I have the capability to look at the situation and look at the person in a, in a different way. And, and um, okay, let's begin. That, that, that's how we, Baruch Hashem, try and begin every day in our life, because this is our life. You're in your life right now. Don't wait for your life. You're, you're in it right now. This is your life. Um, so, so let's try and begin our life, begin our day, begin our focus on learning how to talk about people and what you're allowed to say, because when you work on that, what happens is when you stop opening your mouth and just talking whatever you're talking, then it forces you to deal with yourself. It forces you to deal with yourself. When you just sit in a room and you talk and talk and talk, so then, so then uh, it, it, you, know, you could just uh, you know, throw out whatever it is that you don't want. You don't have to deal with it. Again, it's very important to get someone, to find someone who you can vent to, who you could speak to. Because it is important, like Rabbi Tzi was saying, to express yourself and to learn to understand yourself. Um, okay. So let's begin. Says the Chafetz Chaim. Chafetz Chaim on page 87, day 32. Yeah, yeah. Page 87, day 32. Um, when someone can, when a description which can be interpreted as a compliment or an insult. What could be considered Lashon Har when talking about one person can actually be a compliment to another person, right? You say, right, you say that Mr. Schwartz learns four hours a day. So it depends what what uh, this Schwartz, Mr. Schwartz does. If he's supposed to be learning in Kola all day, and you say he learns four hours a day, that might be Lashon Hara. But if you go ahead and this Mr. Schwartz is a businessman, and you say right, he learns four hours a day, then that's a compliment. You're complimenting him. Yes, Ben. Um, about what you were talking about before, like, I don't like talking about my struggles and I tend to try to view it in myself, but is it healthy and necessary to talk it out, get another perspective, ask you're not objective? What do you mean, is it what? Like I'm saying, my opinion is always going to be biased, but when I'm trying to deal with the struggle, sometimes when you're too close to the puzzle piece, you can't see the full picture. So would it be better instead to talk to a Rebbe or talk to a friend about my struggles and get advice instead of getting that stuff? Of course. Sure, sure, sure. I respect that you said that you're not so open. That that's an open statement. Someone who could say they're not so open is not as closed as they think they are. Working on Huh? I'm working. Right. I'm saying it's beautiful. Okay. Um, you have another example. Um, someone gives a donation of five dollars to a collector. So it depends how what what status this person's on. If this guy has a lot of money and you say, oh, he gave $5 to the, to the person, okay, that's, that's, uh, that's a compliment. But if he's very wealthy and he only gave $5, so then that's a, that's a, 
That's a um, that's Lashon Hara. Okay. Question, comments on that. So you have to be careful. In it's not just saying statements; it's who you're relating the statements to. If you're relating the statements to a specific person, that it will be lashon hara, then you're not allowed to say it. If it, you could say the same statement about one person, about two people, and to that one it's lashon hara, and to this one it's not lashon hara. Okay. Question and comments. Okay, Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be blessed today and every day, not to speak any Lashon Hara, to only see the good in each other, to see the good in ourselves, to see the good in, in the Jewish people, us, and all of Klal Yisrael. Okay, let's, let's, let's continue. Actually, want to, want to, uh, Continue on what we spoke about yesterday in the in the second parak of Mesil Sisharim. The Mesil Sisharim, we spoke yesterday about dreams and goals and then putting those dreams and goals into action. I want to give an example of something that that uh, I think can illustrate this. And uh, I actually had this experience yesterday speaking to one of the, uh, one of the, the, the strong, a, a very strong person in our yeshiva. He just came, just came to the yeshiva this year, and he has a tremendous strength to him. And uh, it really came out very clear, which hopefully I'll have, a, have an opportunity to illustrate it. And then we could uh, talk, talk more about it. The example that, I, that we spoke about, and that the Mesil Zusharim is teaching us is that what happens in life is that we get inspiration. Many of us get inspiration and then you lose your inspiration. That's just the way life works. You have alias and you have Eurydice. You have ups and you have downs. That is part of life. The goal of life is to try and navigate and understand how I work from my alias and how I work from my Eurydice. How do I work from when things are going well and I have my clarity, and I have my inspiration, and how things I work when things are not going well. So in that, in that um, framework, I want to I talk a little bit about what the Masil Susharam says, and based on what I spoke with this person yesterday, had, we had Baruch Hashem, tremendous clarity. And uh, I want to give the example, when a person, um, it's dark outside, as we know that this world is compared to darkness, and it's difficult sometimes for a person to navigate in this world when it's so dark. What happens sometimes is a person gets inspiration. And he gets inspiration, and he has clarity. And he has clarity of what his dreams are, and he has clarity of what his goals are, and he knows for a fact. It could be on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. It could be on a random day. It could be that something happened to you. It could be just during something that happens that you're like, wow, this is what I want to live. This is how I want to live. This is who I want to be. And you get this clarity. And then the next second, the next second, that clarity is stolen or removed from you. The example they give is like lightning. It's dark outside and you have this flash of lightning. You have this really strong flash. And what happens? You're suddenly able to see everything. And then what happens? 
What happens is, it's now dark again. So the goal you want to do, the thing that you want to do, and we spoke about this yesterday, is you want to try when you have that lightning bolt, you want to try and grab it. You want to try and seize it and say, what is the clarity that I have during that time? Where was that road that I saw? Where was that, that, that stumbling block over there? Where was this? Where was that? So the second that you see it, you have that clarity. And then what do you need to do? Then you slowly need to build your way up to where you want to build up without that clarity. But you try as best as you can to remember what it was. I was sitting yesterday. I want to name a few things. Um, I can name a few of the things. Yeah, is that okay? Um, I was sitting yesterday, and uh, I, I, this illustrates this so, so clearly. Um, I want to give a... Let me just first do it, because so, you guys are probably all... Everyone's probably curious. Um, curious who I'm talking about. I'm talking about... I don't know if everyone knows, but it's, uh, you'll now know him. And here, his, this, this thing made such an impression on me on Shalom Tenenbaum. Where he's Shalom. But Shalom, I'll tell you what, what Shalom did was something so powerful, so powerful. And I said, I asked him yesterday, I said, this is literally what we're learning in the Silsha He had a moment of clarity, of 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 working on himself in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven strong areas. And, and he had this clarity. And what he did was, is he wrote it down at that time when he had that moment of clarity. He wrote down uh, different things that he wants to work on. I'm not going to name those specific things. But he wrote, clearly he sat down with me, he showed me, and he, he said it like in a very like... Uh, nonchalant, like, okay, whatever, you know, way like, oh, I had this inspiration of this is who I want to be, and the second he put it down on paper, now I told him, I said, this is gold. Why is it gold? Because now you have that clarity to chase that feeling that you had during that time, don't chase that feeling. Because it could be you won't have that lightning bolt. You're not going to have that, but what you can do is you can now begin to take those things that you know that you want and slowly build your way up one step at a time to get there. So we have our goals, we have our dreams. The first blessing that Shalom had, and this you must tap into, the first blessing that he had was the clarity. The first blessing that he had was that dream. And he was able to touch and to taste and to feel what it is that I want. After you have that, you write it down. That's what the Mishra Sherm says. A person has to go ahead. A person has to go ahead and zihirus. He has to take out from his day. And he has to say, am I living my day true to the dreams that I have? And the only way you could say that is you first have to dream. You first have to say, this is what I want. Sometimes you go to someone's house and you're there and you see them, right? Someone mentioned, Rabbi see, I'm not going to, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to uh, start inviting people. But someone told me the, they, they had a Friday night suda. That's what he said. He said he had a Friday night suda by Rabbi Tzvi Sklar's house. He says he never felt Shabbos 
like that in his life. Never so now, so now, now that's beautiful. That's beautiful. But that's not going to help the person. What will help the person is to say, okay, after Shabbos, or at that moment, say, okay, what is it about that that I like? I want to have a house like that. I want to have a, a family like that. I want to have a connection to Shabbos like that. Put that down. That now becomes one of the things that I am going to be working on, and it's there. It's there for me to say, when next Shabbos comes around, am I connecting to Shabbos the same way? Am I trying to connect to Shabbos? And again, you're not going to be able to reach the goal necessarily. Not, not, you're not going to be able to. It could take you years until you reach that goal. It could take you a long time until you reach that goal. But at least you have a game plan. Question, comments. And I want to say, wait, before we do this, I want to say what the Mitzvah Yisharim says so clearly is he says one of the greatest, one of the greatest plans of the Yetzahara is not for you to give in to your desires. That's not what he says. That's not the greatest plan of the Yetzahara. The greatest plan of the Yetzirah is not that you do nothing all day. That's not one of the greatest plans of the Yetzirah. The greatest plans of the Yetzirah is not that you go ahead and you're jealous and you're blah, blah. That's not what he's interested in, the Yetzirah. You know what the Yetzirah wants? The Yetzirah wants you not to do what Shalom Tenemel did. The Yetzirah doesn't want you to stop and step back and say, these are the things that I want to work on, this is the life that I want to live, and how am I going to get there? That's what he wants to keep you away from. He wants to keep you away from a plan. He wants to keep you away from thinking. He wants to keep you away from, from stepping back and saying, maybe i got to change myself. I'm not happy. Maybe i got to make different inroads in my life. But to get that clarity, we're always chasing feelings. Yedidya said so beautifully yesterday, don't judge your day based on your feelings. Judge your day based on what you are doing, on your actions, not your feelings. Because feelings lie many times. Actions don't lie. If a person sits in Mesil Yisharam, he's going to say, oh, I was paying attention, I wasn't paying attention, I was spacing out, I was looking at this, I did get it, I didn't get it, I got part of it, I didn't get part of it. The Sahara will be all over you. If you have a good day, the Sahara will be all over you to guarantee you to find, to find the thing that you didn't do right. But when a person has a clarity of these are the things that I'm working on, these are the things that I'm working towards. These are the things that I'm doing. That is the way for a person to be able to challenge and to be able to work his way towards where he wants to be and where he wants to go. Question, comments, please. Yes, oh, Josh. I don't know if you guys know Josh Salmon. Josh Salmon, Josh Salmon is in um, Sayeret Golani. That means he's in a special unit. Now, when are you going back? He's going back today. Josh Salmon, when he's off, he's not at the beach. When Josh Salmon is off, he's not reading, you know, novels uh, about nothingness. Josh Salmon, when he's away from his three hours of sleep, navigation at night, whatever, I don't even know what, none of us know. 
Can't even talk about what he does, exactly. Is here in the base Medrash working on himself. Or right, right. We're cleaning up people's yards after a wedding, right? Exactly. Good, good line. Yes, Josh. Come, 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 come in here. No, not, not, not everyone can see you here, Josh. Wait one second. I can't hear that. What? When you left? Okay. I just want to say that that in a nutshell is Perak Aleph, Perak Beis of Masil's Yashar. Perak Aleph is this is what I want. Perak Beis, Perak Gimel, as we'll, we'll talk about, is okay, now devise a plan to get what I want. And let me ask you a question, Josh. Did, it, did you get what you wanted a week later? A year and a half. A year and, a half. and I'm, I'm sure you're still, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're still going for it. But when you are clear about your plan and you're excited about your dreams and you mark down and you say, I am going to do X, Y, and Z. Z, as he says, he says, Cain, he Adam. The Yitzhahara is a warrior. He's a very, very strong thing. Umelumud bar mimus. And he is the master of deception. The Yitzhahara deceives us. A person needs to be smart to defeat a smart enemy. It's not just about strength. It's about smartness. The Yitzhahara is smart. We have to devise plans in order to battle him. And that's why you need other people. That's why you need other people. That's why you need to learn these things. That's why we do this every day. Because we need to remind ourselves that the second that we're sleeping from the Yitzhahara, the second we're not on our game, that's when the Yitzhahara attacks the most. The second, Rafu Yudeimena Torah. Rafu Yudeimena Torah. When does Amalek attack? When we're weak. When we take it slow. That's the way it works. Okay, beautiful. Yosef, I want to wrap up. It's a little bit late. We ready to wrap up? Yeah? I want to, um, I want to conclude. Yeah, Yosef, you ready? I want to conclude um, with a little bit of a, of a goodbye. Yosef, come up here for a second. Okay, I just want to, uh, I just, Yosef, when are you leaving? Tonight. I just want to take this opportunity as we're um, coming to an end of today's shear 
Um, I spoke to Yosef yesterday. Yosef um, is somebody who came to this yeshiva, and I think it's very appropriate what we were speaking about. Yosef came to this yeshiva, I think deep down with a in, with a mission, with a goal. And Yosef is someone who who works loud, um, very quietly. Yosef is someone who had a vision of where he wanted to get to. And Baruch Hashem, how long have you been here for? Almost two years. Almost two years. Yosef is someone who from the day that he got to this yeshiva has been working um, with a plan consistently. He's been working persistently. He was in the old city for a while, uh, which, which meant that he was really, really, really uh, focusing on, on himself and what, it need, what he needs to do to create himself and to understand himself. And Yosef is someone who, coming from where he came from, Yosef learned in the top yeshivas. Yosef learned for many years. He knows how to learn very, very, very well as far as that blot Gemara. And what Yosef did in this yeshiva, Baruch Hashem, is a, is a uh, testimony to who he is and a testimony of to what this yeshiva is. And the reason is, is because Yosef came in here on a mission. And that mission is, I'm going to learn myself. I'm going to understand myself. I'm going to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to get to where I need to get. Yeah, okay. And Yosef, Baruch Hashem, he's not leaving yeshiva because he's leaving yeshiva stam. Baruch Hashem, he's... As is Hashem, you know, hoping to uh, he to to get married soon. Amir Hashem. That's his plan. That's his plan. I just want to say. I really just want to say that one of the besides the fact that he's a Kenai Nahara, he's a handsome, uh, uh, sweet. His midos. Yosef's midos are, are impeccable. He's, he's, he's a sweet person. He's a person who works on himself. And uh, we're, gonna try, we're hoping, Ez Hashem will come back here uh, in the, for, the, for the kolel, Ez Hashem at the right time. Yeah. I just want to take this opportunity. I just want to take this opportunity uh, to just say, you know, everyone, everyone in this yeshiva Everyone in this yeshiva adds so much. You know, we sometimes think about it and say, oh, Kenai Nahara, our yeshiva is growing, and it's a, you know, it's a big yeshiva, Kenai Nahara, Baruch Hashem, and okay, what, this, I make a difference, does it really make a difference? The answer is, I want to tell everybody something. Every person here, whatever you're doing, even if nobody knows what you're doing, even if nobody knows what you're doing, makes a tremendous impact on every person here makes it a tremendous impact on myself I could say I could say myself personally and one thing I could say from the day that you walked into this yeshiva till the day that you're leaving this yeshiva you have brought an element of of this is I think the word when I think of Yosef Yosef brought an element of I don't care what anybody thinks 
I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to do what I need to do to get to where I'm going to get to. That's what I think of Yosef. That's what I think of. It doesn't matter. Watching him when he was learning right during the quarantine, the day one, when he was sitting outside, sitting, learning a full first seder, what with Ezra? Yeah. Learning, learning a full first seder in the heat, in the sun, the day one, I said, this guy, and I saw in his eyes, I'm like, this guy is on a mission. And he's always been on a mission. So Hashem should bless you. Yosef, we're going to miss you tremendously. Shem should help you. Shem should bless you. That everything should go well in, uh, in, in America. And, and Hashem will help us all to, to learn. To learn from our, as Yehuda was saying before, we can learn, that let us learn from Yosef. Let's get, don't worry about, and I want to say something. Don't, when you do that, that's when people respect you the most. People respect you the most when you do what you got to do. When you're so conscious about what this one thinks, what that one thinks, what this one thinks, what that one thinks. That's when a person is not able to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. So, thank you, Yosef. We should all be zochet to have an incredible day. should have an amazing journey. We'll miss you very much. And-